Welcome to the Strategic Planning Podcast with financial coach Mike Flanders. With more than 40 years of experience in the financial services industry, Mike knows the X's and O's that'll help you achieve your financial goals. It's time for the Strategic Planning Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome into the podcast. Thanks for hanging out with Mike and I here on Strategic Planning Podcast and we are back once again to have a good conversation about things investing, finance, retirement. We're going to find out this week what uh, you know makes your financial advisor tick. I guess that's probably better than what ticks your financial advisor off. <laughs> One of those two. Mike, what's going on, buddy? How are you? Hey, uh, certainly not ticked off. I'm excited because we just had a great time recently at the uh, Green, Greensboro Grasshoppers baseball game. Um, when we were recording this, it was just a few days ago. Yeah, and, went well, uh, right? Yeah, it really did. We had a great crowd, had a lot of fun. The kids enjoyed it. They came with their parents and grandparents and aunts and uncles and all that kind of stuff. There was a folks that got together that don't get a chance to see each other much, and they kind of met there at the game. And so it was really great. We had a good time. We won. Uh, home team won. Nice. And an incredible fireworks show afterwards. So Well, that's always was- an extra bonus. Very nice. Yes, it yeah. was. Well, good. Uh, now it was pretty hot. You know, this a few days ago. Uh, so, were you guys in some of that swelterness? Well, it was it was hot, but I tell you what, I think God just started blowing wind for us because <laughs> uh, we have a, a suite in this air conditioned, but then right. we have the party deck, and of course it's not. But the way that they built that stadium, mm-hmm. you know, if you can get a breeze going through there, it just blows right through, and it's like air conditioning outside. Oh, nice. And that's how it was that night. It was fabulous. Fantastic. Well, that sounds yeah. good. We're glad you guys had a good event, and hopefully some of the listeners here at the podcast were able to attend and and make that. So right. that's all good. I hope that everybody had a good time. And we'll uh, we'll jump into the podcast and talk about what makes your financial advisor tick. We'll peel back the curtain a little bit to learn uh-huh. more about being a financial advisor. But I guess really more in this case, it's really about you, Mike. So it's not necessarily general. It's a bit more about your, you know, you and just you've been doing this a long time. So I need mm-hmm. you to reach back into a few things <laughs> and, and pull some stuff out for me. Who was some influential people in your life that maybe affected you? We're all shaped, right, by experiences and so on and so forth. Did you have anybody that impacted you from a financial standpoint early on, positive or negative, parents, grandparents, something like that? Yeah. Um, I would say, well, it's interesting. Um, my, my grandfather, uh, on my dad's side, uh, I called him Gramps. He had a brother, Uncle Leon, or I, I guess we called him Uncle Lynn back then because we're from Georgia. We just kind of run things together. But uh, <laughs> Uncle Lynn had a... Um, food service company that uh, served institutions like uh, school systems and things like that. He um, let me come work for him uh, some during the summers and things like that. And I, and I also did the same thing with my, my grandfather. He, had a, uh, he was the photographer in the small Southern Georgia town where we came from. And um, so he had a studio and I worked for him some too. But when I worked for my Uncle Lynn, it was really funny. He uh, would always be messing with his brother, uh, Mike, my grandfather, about money. So like he would pay me and one week it was time to get my paycheck. And I came in there and he had written the check out on his bank, but he had crossed out the name of the bank. And um, <laughs> I forgot what it was. It might maybe First National Bank or something like that. He crossed out First National and wrote in Satilla River and then left the word bank there. So yeah, Satilla River is a, a river in that area that, that we, we love and all. And he had a place on it. Okay. And it was for a dollar and 25 cents for the week that I had earned a quarter a day. And so he says, take this to your granddaddy and have him cash it for you. 
So I went back to him. And he just, my grandfather just started laughing. He said, that's Satilla Riverbank. So he calls his brother up and says, is that the left bank or the right bank of the river you want me to cash this on? That's right. That's right. From which side? <laughs> but they had a good time with it. They enjoyed uh, what money could do. They were, my, my grandfather particularly is a very generous man. Uh, people just loved him, not because he was just giving them things, but he, just the way he dealt with people and treated people. And uh, I got you. Right. I remember we used to go to lunch uh, when I'd be working for him and we, it, it was a two hour lunch because he could hardly eat because people coming up to him and wanting to talk with him and everything. So um, just, well, like, just a, a like very, the unofficial mayor kind of thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. It kind of was like that. That's yeah. true. Very true. I hadn't thought of it that way, but that's true. But just a very generous man um, and all. And he, uh, he taught me a lot. Uh, my dad, uh, I didn't grow up seeing my dad as much. He was in, in traveling sales and all that kind of stuff. But I saw in the way he treated me and my brother and sisters uh, and other people, that he's just a generous guy and, and loved giving and helping people and, and that sort of thing. So that's awesome. I think that's a big thing that a lot of, a lot of that I learned from them. Okay. Uh, so then how did you end up uh, in the financial business? Because you've been doing this now for 40 plus years. So how did you end up? And it's obviously changed a lot. So how did oh, you end yeah. up here? Yeah, well, I was getting ready to get married to my wife uh, back in 1976, and um, um, I had a, had a job I thought was uh, going to be good. Realized no, this isn't it, I, and I quit the job. I just knew that that wasn't what I was supposed to be doing. And it was about three weeks before we we're going to get married, and I came to pick her up at the college dorm where she was uh, in school, and uh, here in Greensboro, and. Um, I told her, I said, hey, we're not going to be able to get married. I don't have a job. And she goes, uh, we sent the invitations out and I got my dress. <laughs> we're getting married in three weeks. <laughs> so she She's took like, me inside. Yeah. We found a paper and she looked in the one ads and found an ad for a prudential insurance company was hiring people. Okay. So she, she had me call them up and I got an appointment, went over there, saw them. I was only 20 years old. And they said, we don't think we can hire you. I think you got to be 21. And uh, But they ended up hiring me. And um I did that for a couple of years uh, with them, and and I enjoyed it. I, I loved the aspect of being with people and meeting people and that sort of thing, and then helping them. But um, I started to hear after a few years, and I and I, I made a change. The guy that had trained me kind of he moved to another company. I followed him. That's where I met another mentor of mine too. But uh, the uh, the thing I started hearing about was this thing called financial planning. It was a new new profession, I guess, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, it's not been around that long, yeah. No, no. And um, so I, I, I went and got my CFP, got a CLU at the same time. These are just different designations with uh, study and, and testing and all that kind of stuff. And um, I started into that. I helped uh, start a company with uh, four or five of the guys. And um, we uh, hired some CPAs and we, we got uh, this early financial planning software that was incredibly complicated and uh, started <laughs> doing that there's stuff. There's been some improvements in that arena, right? They have made some improvements in it. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it, it was, it was uh, just uh, kind of needing a job and, and fell into an area that is part of financial planning. But, you know, just uh, I, I really wanted to do more to help people than just helping them buy their insurance or right. you know, service that or whatever. So I, I got to tell you, that's a, got there. that's a pretty great story, though. She's like, I, I, just to go, uh, look, I sent out the invitations, pal. We're getting married. So, <laughs> yes, she let me know who was in charge. Real early. That's pretty good stuff. <laughs> uh, you mentioned a mentor. Do you have yeah. somebody in the industry? Did you do you whatever you want to go with uh, who's been a good influence on you or somebody that you you know maybe turn to or lean on from time to time? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, the fellow I was thinking about, his name's Johnny Williams. He, he just died back in December this year. Oh, sorry. To hear uh, that. Dear, dear friend, good friend for a long time. But he had hired me there in 1979 uh, at uh, 
a different company from Prudential Mutual of New York and uh, kind of got me headed in the direction of understanding about securities, investments, and that sort of thing, got licensing. And then that he introduced me to the CFP concept. Oh, okay. Gotcha. But he, he just really was a guy that cared a lot for people and wanted them to do well. Uh, never never did anything relative to designations, but the man was a fountain of of knowledge. He was just great resource. And we, we uh, stayed in touch for many, many years. I'd say somebody else that was uh, really helpful, and uh, his name is Mark Matz. And Mark had uh, a, a coaching company, or he has a coaching company and a, a money management firm that I was associated with for about 10 years. He really helped me relative to coaching people in groups. So this allowed me to learn how to disseminate more information easier. And you know, th- this podcast kind of grew out of that too, because I can get a lot of people impacted by the information mm, yeah. we can give out in one shot like yeah. this. But also uh, did some training, uh, pretty intensive training over the years in how to coach people, not not for manipulation purposes, but how to help them dig deep and really get to the root issues for them so that they can do their best. Well, and, just about uh, everybody so needs really a coach, right? I think, I think just about everybody in just about any walk of life could use a coach. So, oh, yeah. yes. Yeah, and I think yeah, that's exactly. always – I think it's a good term and that's always been a very useful tool. Uh, whether it's whether it's sports related or not, I mean, just a coach is there that somebody can help, uh, kind of motivate you, guide you, get you back on track, so to speak. You know, whatever kind yeah. of pun yeah. you want to use. But uh, all right, here's a fun question for you, though, Mike. Okay. Right. Uh, if you had a magic wand and you could fix something that drives you bonkers about the industry you're in, what's one thing that you could fix with that magic wand that you'd like to fix? Hmm. Well, with the industry. Uh, <laughs> It'd be great if you just made people tell the truth about everything. That'd be great. <laughs> Bing, you know, bibbity boppity boo. You can't lie anymore. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, what about for folks coming into with their retirement? You know, like uh, you've seen a lot of people in forty years. If, if there was something mm-hmm. that you, you know, that people didn't come in and, and do anymore, like it's one thing that drives you nuts that you're like, I can't believe people just don't get this or something along those lines. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, the thing I guess that concerns me most is people waiting late to start trying to do things, uh, you know, to prepare for retirement and that sort of thing. Okay. You know, starting to think about it mm-hmm. and figuring out where is this going to come from? How am I going right. to do it? When am I going to do it? That kind of thing. Most of us don't and, get serious till 50, which is, you know, yeah, you can make it work, but still it's right. If you, if, right. We, if you could wave that magic wand and say, everyone will start saving at 30, it would be easier, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. And I'll tell you the other thing that's related to that is because of that, sometimes there's maybe a little bit of shame of, Hey, I haven't done as good a job as I could have, or I waited too long or whatever. And you know, that's, that's a wasted emotion there. But, um, the, the thing is that, that then people will start trying to do things on their own or based on things they hear from other people or on TV or whatever. And it kind of sometimes will get them in a corner where they eliminate some options they might've had. Uh, You know, one of the big things is like starting their social security benefits too soon and not knowing what's going to happen to them because they're still working and getting them, you know, dropping life insurance policies that could potentially be sold, even if you don't need them anymore and get Mm -hmm. cash for it, Uh, Mm -hmm. you know, just different things like that. So um, yeah, those are some of the things that concern me. Well, I'll work on getting that magic wand together for you. Yeah, please do. I will. (laughs) Uh, And you know, the final thing here really, Mike, is Look, we, we try to have some fun on the podcast. We try to provide some education. Obviously, you, you like to have a good time with your clients. You, you set up the baseball mm-hmm. game, all these kinds of things. But at the end of the day, what you do is obviously very, very serious because, you know, it's dealing with people's, you know, life savings and retirement mm-hmm. money. And, you know, you mean you just made them a comment about you wish, you know, the industry had to, you know, tell the truth more and so on and so forth. And so uh, what's the most gratifying thing about your job? 
I, I got to imagine it's that it's watching somebody just go like just all the stress or the the fear melt mm-hmm. away when they find out they're okay. But I could be wrong. What, what's your most, what's the favorite thing about it? Well, that's really huge. It really is. I mean, it is so gratifying to see someone that has concern, particularly coming in and feels like they just don't have a good chance at doing well uh, with where they're at. And we figure out things that need to be done and they're palatable. They're within their means uh, to get uh, there, to mm-hmm. get where they want to go. And, uh, and, and have that satisfaction. That is very gratifying. But I'll tell you too, though, is that, you know, one of the things I, I discovered that uh, as far as how I use my money, uh, my, my true purpose for money is uh, love. And um, I just love my clients. And um, that fits well with this thing of being a fiduciary where you're putting the interest of the other person ahead of your own. i just love that opportunity to act that way with folks. And so uh, that's that's the most gratifying thing is seeing how that plays out because I, I know I'm doing for them what I would do for myself if I were in the same situation. And that that is that is really gratifying to know that you're trying to do that and that it benefits people. That's so. awesome. Yeah. Well, that's good. I mean, that's fantastic. And I think, you know, it, it kind of goes back to the coaching. You've, you've got that mentality of, uh, which coaches often want to help or they want to see someone excel or, or, you know, grow or whatever. So I think it all kind of comes back synergistically there, if that's a word, <laughs> into, uh, you know, into that that fundamental core of who you are that, that works well. And that's, you know, what I thought we'd be kind of fun this week to just uh, dive into what makes Mike tick a little bit. And hopefully that helped you out, folks. Hopefully you found that interesting. I, I mean, I just for nothing else, the quote from his wife is just fantastic. So uh, either way you go, if you got questions, you need some help as always, though, when it comes to your specific situation, make sure you're checking with a qualified professional, a financial coach, which Mike is of the last 40 plus years. Give him a call, 336-668-4338, or stop by the website, spcinvesting.com. That is spcinvesting.com. And don't forget to hit the subscribe button on whatever podcasting platform you like to use, and that way you get new episodes when they come out. Mike, my friend, thanks for hanging out with me. I appreciate you. You bet. And just remind me periodically, I'll give you some more quotes from my wife. She's got a million of them. They're phenomenal. (laughs) All right. You work on that. I'll work on the magic wand. We'll be good to go. (laughs) <laughs> Sounds great. Sounds Thanks, like a Mark. plan. We'll see you next Sounds time synergistic. here. Synergistic. Yeah, exactly. Sounds synergistic. We'll see you next time here on Strategic Planning with Mike Flanders from Strategic Planning Corporation. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.